all the good things. We got all the good things. She only needed $500 to make ends meet. And now she has a company that brings in $75 million annually. And if you put good things out there, they will boomerang back to you. Her ability to just make a fool out of herself, but try and try till she got it right. Happy Magic Monday, friends. Welcome back to All the Good Things Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts. I'm Melissa, joined by... Esme. Like Beyonce, I do have the accent. Oh, yes, she does. Oh, yeah. And all the sass that comes with it. I'm not sassy. (laughs) No, but like Beyonce sass. Like, what's that? She carries It's confidence, man. Confidence. That's the word. With a touch of sass. Just kidding. (laughs) As many of you know, if you've been listening to us for a while, we started this podcast with the intention to just spread positivity in the world and to give you a place to come where you can always turn on an episode and know that you're going to feel uplifted and hopefully a little bit inspired by the end. But before we give you that good juiciness and wisdom that we wish that you carry with you into your day and your lives, we want to share our good things with you as well. So Esme, will you share your good thing happening this week? Yeah, my good thing this week is that I got my second dose of my COVID vaccination and it's it's so good. It's so, I feel so awesome and like safe having it for myself I feel like I'm doing my part and making the community safer I feel like we are finally over the hump and like we're getting to the the lights and it's it's just all around good well my good thing this week is I recently just started working for this picnic company called the beach picnic where you yeah, got a job and, with them? Mm-hmm. And they're the people who do the bougie picnics and events and wedding receptions and anniversaries, like all your needs. They do it picnic style, whether it's at the beach or at a hotel, we'll come to you. And I'm I've always been super interested in doing one of these businesses just because I think it's so fun and so cute and I love making people happy. So being able to be a part of it and setting these picnics up for people and coordinating them just feels so gratifying to know that they're going to be having the best time while they're on their picnic. So shout out if you guys want to get your picnics in, reach out to me at thebeachpicnic.co. Do you get to pick the food? <laughs> yeah. You should throw in some unexpected cheddar. Oh, you bet, girl. <laughs> on that charcuterie board, there's some unexpected cheddar. Amazing. <laughs> Yeah, so that's our good things, and hopefully you feel inspired to think of your own right now, Um, and hopefully you get to know a little bit more about Esme and I at the same time doing these. But now on to what you've been waiting for. Drum roll, please, Esme. (laughs) But you, beautiful. We are on to the stories. Esme, take us away, please. My good story today is very exciting to me because it's about a foster dog and my dog at one point in time was also a foster dog. This foster dog's name is Prancer and he is a Chihuahua in New Jersey at the Second Chance Pet Adoption League 
and he is currently being fostered by a woman named Tiffany. And Tiffany is almost 25. She dropped out of high school, never got her GED, and lives with a mental illness. But she still has a heart of gold and takes care of many, many, many animals in need of love. And she has been working for a really long time to try to find Prancer a loving home. And she tried the whole nice posts about like, oh, looking for like someone who's a woman, ideally has no like boyfriend or kids, just themselves to take care of this chihuahua. He's very loyal, you know, kind of classic, classic uh, adopt me posts. And one day she was just like, no, I got to be honest. I got to be honest about this dog. And so she wrote a post about Prancer, speaking to him candidly. (laughs) And it sat in her notes for three days as a draft, wondering if it was worth putting out there. And she finally decided to put it out there. And it is brutally honest, also hilarious, and incredibly well written oh you gotta read it so with without further ado (laughs) coming to you directly from tiffany fortuna's facebook page her post on april 7th about prancer (laughs) okay i've tried i've tried for the last several months to post this dog for adoption and make him sound palatable The problem is, he's just not. There's not a very big market (laughs) for neurotic, (laughs) man-hating, animal-hating, children-hating dogs that look like gremlins. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) But I have to believe there's someone out there for Prancer because I am tired and so is my family. (laughs) okay i gotta get myself together it's so good (laughs) every day we live in the grips of the demonic chihuahua hellscape he has created in our home if you own a chihuahua you probably know what i'm talking about he's literally the chihuahua meme that describes them as being 50 percent hate and 50 percent tremble if you're intrigued and horrified at how this animal sounds already just wait there's more Prancer came to me obese, wearing a cashmere sweater, with a bacon, egg, and cheese stuffed in his crate with him. I should have known in that moment this dog would be a problem. He was owned by an elderly woman who treated him like a human and never socialized him. Sprinkle in a little genetic predisposition for being nervous, and you've concocted a neurotic mess, aka Prancer. His first week, he was too terrified to have a personality. As awful as it sounds, I kind of liked him better that way. He was quiet. <laughs> it's so so intense. He was quiet and just laid on the couch. Didn't bother anyone. I was excited to see him come out of his shell and become a real dog. I am convinced at this point he is not a real dog, but more like a vessel for a traumatized Victorian child that now haunts our home. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's amazing. There's more. 
Prancer only likes women, nothing else. He hates men more than women do, which says a lot. <laughs> if you have a husband, don't bother replying unless you hate him too. Prancer has lived with a man for six months and still has not accepted him. He bonds to a woman and takes his job of protection seriously. He offers better protection than capital security. Oh. <laughs> this also <laughs> extends to other animals. Have other dogs, cats, don't apply unless they like being shaken up like a rag doll by a 13-pound rage machine. This may be confusing to people as he currently lives with my other seven dogs and 12 cats. That's because we have somewhat come to an agreement that it's wrong to attack the other animals. But you know that episode of The Office where Michael Scott <laughs> silently whispers, I'll kill you to Toby? <laughs> That's Prancer having to begrudgingly coexist with everyone when I'm around. And then it goes on a little bit more. And she finally dives into his good traits, which are he is loyal beyond belief. Although, to tell you a secret, his complex is really just a facade for his fear. If someone tried to kill you, I can guarantee he would run away screeching. But as far as companionship, you will never be alone again. He likes to go for car rides. He is housebroken. He knows a few basic commands. He is quiet and non-destructive when left alone at home. And even though we call him baloney face, he is kind of cute to look at. He also smiles when he is excited. Friends, Prancer is available through Second Chance Pet Adoption League. He's in New Jersey, but can be adopted anywhere in the general tri-state area. So if you've always wanted your own haunted Victorian child in the body of a small dog that hates men and children, please email njwoof at cs.com. Oh, he's also only two years old and will probably live to be 21 through pure spite. <laughs> <laughs> so take that into account if you're interested out of pure spite it's <laughs> truthfully one of the best things i've read in a very very long time and um what's really really amazing is that post went so viral that it got over fifty thousand likes seventy thousand shares and as I mentioned at the beginning, Tiffany is an almost 25 high school dropout with a mental illness who never got her GED. But because of this post, she has received compliments and compliments and compliments on her writing. And she's had job offers to write for some pretty esteemed um, websites to be invited onto podcasts. And she even had a writer from SNL reach out to her and say that it was incredible and she should do something with it. So how I described her is how she described herself. And then she shared that story of how the, just like the amazing support she's received from the post, not just in terms of interest in Prancer, which there, there are people who are thrilled about that description of a dog but also just at how proud she is of herself and how far she has come and how many doors have just opened for her. Wow. So the universe works in weird ways, um, but I'm not surprised because 
overall, like that post, even though it was uh, sassy and rude, was coming from a place of love with the intention of making sure that Prancer finds his perfect home. And that's a good thing. And if you put good things out there, they will boomerang back to you. And uh, that's what happened for, for Tiffany. And I have no doubt that Prancer is going to find his perfect home based off of that, <laughs> based off of that post. Yeah. I mean, very detailed, very so incredible, eloquently written. I loved it. Honestly, I'm also just so impressed that she had the guts to go against the grain sort of and actually release that when it is in fact always like the cookie cutter you know like I'm kind I like carrots I like people buy me or like <laughs> you know and she was just like you know what I'm gonna lay out the truth and people respond to the truth and when you're authentic when you're truthful that is when people get to see the real you and that's when they respond and connect with you so yes Tiffany I'm glad it worked out and got such great notice from people great praise rather All right, well, on to my good story, which isn't as hilarious, but it is equally awesome. And this is about chicken salad, or shall I say, the chicken salad chick. (laughs) Do you know of her? Do you know of that, Esme? I've never heard of the chicken salad chick. (laughs) Well, prepare to get your ears blown, friends, as you listen, um, in a great way. I got this information off of NPR, and she was also featured on How I Built This, which is another podcast hosted by Guy Raz, and if you want her full story, go ahead and head over there to get all the details, but I'm going to sum it up in a nice cute bow for you. So, Stacey Brown, she grew up in Georgia, and she met her first husband while she was in college in Auburn, Alabama. She is a Southern woman. She fell in love and got married right away and stayed home to raise their three kids. Now, Stacy knew that she always wanted to start her own business, but at that moment, her priority was raising her three kids. And I guess she got the perfect storm that she was asking for, or I don't know if she was asking for it, but she got the perfect storm. And that was that she and her husband were going through divorce and she would keep full custody of their three kids. And Stacy had no money, no job, no work experience. And all she knew is that she needed to provide for these three little babies. I'm just really excited to see how this leads into chicken salad. Honestly, there's some turns and twists in this story, but it's all really good. And am I doing a Southern accent? I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, because I feel like I am. And I don't know if it's just because this story takes place in the South. I'm sorry if I'm culturally appropriating any accents. I don't mean to be doing that, but I do love a Southern accent. Okay, back to the story at hand. So... She realized, okay, what can I do to watch my three kids and support them? How much money do I need to make ends meet? And I need to be able to stay home with them and be able to take care of them and find a way to work. So she calculated, did some math, and realized that she needs $500 to make ends meet for her rent. And that was with her, you know, having a little bit of a backbone um, where she had her grandparents, not 
where the kids had their grandparents for extra support. But she knew that that wasn't going to be a long-term solution. So she realized that what's something that she's good at? She's good at cooking. And what's something that she is a personal connoisseur of and aficionado of? And that is chicken salad. Being from the South, chicken salad is a staple food item that you can find pretty much on any restaurant menu. And it was something that Stacy honestly looked for every time she went out to the restaurant just to see if she could find the best one and share it with her friends. Well, she decided, hey, all these chicken salads taste different. I'm going to make the best one. And she just set out to cook chicken salads of all different flavors, all different methods to make her own recipe and she would test them out for free on her kids' friends' parents, her friends, family members. She would just go to the grocery store and give them a Tupperware of her chicken salad and be like, hey, can you taste this for me and tell me how it is? And, you know, through that she got some good feedback and she also got some, mm, that's not the one feedback. And she took that and she started mixing the components that were doing really well and keep playing with her recipe till one day she made a batch and she gave it to her friends and they were like, whoa, this is good. And then she's like, hmm, really? And she started handing it out to more people in her community, hairdressers, um, parents, teachers. And she's like, can you try this again? And she started getting that same whoa reaction, like, this is special, I would buy this. So she ended up just doing a door-to-door business, taking her chicken salad to different houses in her neighborhood. Her kids would be with her in the car, and she would just pack a cooler full of chicken salad and knock on doors and basically just go sell them and be like, hey, do you want to purchase a pound of this for like $7? And you know what? A lot of times people did not want to turn her down because they saw that she was doing her best. And a lot of people in a small town know your business. So they also knew what she was going through. And, but beyond just having that story, she actually did have really wonderful chicken salad. So she started blowing up and was getting orders left, right, and center. Um, All those hairstylists, all those teachers were great verbal marketers for her and continued to pass around that they needed to get chicken salad from Stacy. Till one day, she receives a call from Stan. (laughs) Stan, we don't like you in this story. (laughs) She gets a call from Stan from the Lee County Health Department that demands she shut down. Because she was cooking chicken salad out of her home kitchen, which is illegal. So just like that, seized and desist, she was out of her business and suddenly back to square one, not sure what she was going to do. So what happens to Stacy? What do you think, Esme? I bet she was resilient and went and got a, a kitchen with the stamp of approval from the FDA. <laughs> you are so smart, girl. Yes, <sighs> but not without the help of a key person, and that is... Not Stan. Not Stan. <laughs> All right, anyway, so she got the key help from one man named Kevin, and he 
also was a divorcee with his own child and knew the struggle that Stacy was going through. And he was tech savvy. That was his full-time job. So he was like, hey, I want to help you. I think you've got a really great product and let's make it work. So Kevin and her joined forces and they started their own tiny, tiny carry out humble restaurant for chicken salad. And that's all they specialized in. And they opened their doors in Alabama and it was crickets. Nobody came. Nobody wanted to go to a tiny 800 square foot restaurant that didn't have anywhere to sit. This is all pre-pandemic and all there was on the menu was chicken salad. And then all of a sudden it just took it to be lunch hour. So they really had opened just too early. They opened around breakfast time and so no one was there. I see what you did there. Yep, they realized as soon as lunch hour hit, people were coming in the door and they loved chicken salad and they started coming back. And Kevin, being the business savvy one, was like, hey, you got to come up with a name for yourself. Like, what are you going to call yourself? And she's like, well, I know that I want chicken salad in a name because that's the product. And I'm the chick that's going to give it to you. So Chicken Salad Chick was her name. And to go with her theme, she decided to name her chicken salads after women who have actually impacted her life, whether they were friends or in-laws or co-workers. So her dishes were Fancy Nancy, Jazzy Julie, Classic Carol, and so on. You get the gist. Either way, these different variations of chicken salad were just becoming such a big hit that people were asking Kevin and Stacy to franchise. So they end up getting enough money um, to immediately open another restaurant in, also Alabama. And now they had two chicken salad shops. So they were like, oh my gosh, people love it here too. We're still growing. So they decided that they needed some outside help. Those just two of them could not run this business. So Stacy and Kevin decided to get partners. And these partners end up being sharks. That's the polite way to say it. They came up with a deal where these partners would own 51% of Chicken Salad Chick and Stacy and Kevin had 49%, which if you're new to investing or not sure what that means, it means that the investors get the final say. They have more of the company. So it turns out just four months after they joined forces with these people that they really did not have the same sort of vision for chicken salad and Stacy decided that she wanted to buy them out of it. And these people were going to charge Kevin and Stacy three times the amount that they paid. And they only had 30 days to find the money. Which, even though they owned franchises, they had invested all their revenue into opening their other franchises. So they did not have cash. They were not ready. But here's the good news. I'm skipping here because it was a lot more frantic in her actual discussion of this story. But on the last day in the nick of time, 
Stacy and Kevin were able to meet with one last investor who ended up being a self-made man who opened Lowe's, which if you don't know, it's a construction company. They're all over the place. Either way, he was a self-made man and he was super passionate about helping Kevin and Stacy, especially because he really appreciated and understood what it meant to have been given help when he was starting out as well. So he gave them every penny that they needed that day, just in the nick of time, and they were able to buy back Chicken Salad Chick. And they were able to open some more franchises with the help of their partner, Erlen from Lowe's. Go Lowe's! And I know, right? And then the best part of this too is not only did they start franchising, but Kevin and Stacy fell in love. <gasps> And they end up getting married, and they together have a number of kids from their previous marriages, but they're one blended, beautiful family. And they felt unstoppable. They were growing at a rapid rate. They were successful with their business. And then one more blow hit them, and that was when Kevin found out that he was diagnosed with stage 4 colon cancer. And it had spread to his liver by the time that they caught it. So Kevin and Stacy suddenly had found a new mission, a new purpose to their roles at Chicken Salad Chick. And they started a Chicken Salad Chick Foundation, which was primarily focused on raising money to help get research for other people suffering from the same disease. And Kevin worked his butt off to create the biggest concert of all time for a nonprofit foundation beneficiary. And they got a huge stadium in the South and got Kenny Chesney to headline it. Oh my gosh. All to raise money and awareness for colon cancer. Now, unfortunately, Kevin did pass away just a few months before the concert took place. But it did, in fact, take place, and it was such a success. And because of it, Stacy is now currently running the Chicken Salad Chick Foundation still today. And his memory lives on forever as being someone who not only founded and built Chicken Salad Chick, but also he built a foundation that's doing incredible work through his business. So he was amazing and Stacy is no longer the current CEO out of her choice because she is now spending time with her family and getting to be more a part of the creative team for chicken salad and she goes to universities to speak to other people who might be in her situation who started out as just a mom and then realized that they could turn their passions into a huge business and just to share that revenue that she makes now from what she needed, just think back to this. She only needed $500 to make ends meet. And now she has a company that brings in $75 million annually. Oh my gosh. So that's the story of Stacy Brown and her famous chicken salad. Oh my gosh. Wow. It was a lengthy one. That needs to be a movie. That took me on a journey. It was such a journey. That's why I had to include all those finite details because this story, if anything, proves to me tenacity and perseverance and determination. And I think especially when you have 
kids that you need to provide for, it turns on this adrenaline and almost audacity because you know that you need to do whatever you're going to need to do to put food in your kid's mouth and to make things work. So I feel super inspired to see that her tenacious efforts and her ability to just make a fool out of herself but try and try till she got it right end up being such a huge success because she never gave up and she believed in her chicken salad and she was willing to do whatever it took to get it to people. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thanks for sharing that, Melissa. Thank you. Thank you for your wonderful story too. I hope you guys got some inspo or just learned a little bit more about Prancer and Chicken Salad Jick. And if you were inspired and you want to reach out to us with a good story of your own, please email us at allthegoodthingspodcast at gmail.com or find us on Instagram and all our other socials at allthegoodthingspodcast. And share us with your friends. You could do that right now with a simple click of a button to send it to someone. And we will see you next Monday. We appreciate you. We are grateful for you. And all the mushiness continues. (laughs) Have a beautiful day. Bye. All the good things. We got all the good things. A story to uplift and moments of bliss To remind us all that life is a gift And because we truly care All the good things we share